Alternative Radio. Keep being inside you. Hey. All my plans are delayed. Mask on my face with my quarantine day. And she's six feet away. Fell in love back in March. We broke up in November. This a year I don't want to remember. Everybody's pissed. Karen lost her shit. Amazon is lit. I bought stock in that bitch. Try to stay sober, but turn into a bender. This a year I don't want to remember. Cause I don't want to die in the lockdown. Yeah, I'm thanking God for these doctors. And I ain't gonna lie, meeting girls online got me feeling like a stalker. 2020, how about you? Go and fuck yourself. You're the worst year of all time. Thank you so much for tuning into the Age of Jeremy. That is 2020 by YouTube sensation Logan Paul. And uh, I'm not a huge fan of his brother. Logan's okay. I listen to his podcast a lot. Uh, best of luck to both of them. I believe Jake Paul is trying to get Conor McGregor to fight him. And Logan Paul got uh, Floyd and Mayweather to fight him for an exhibition fight. So best of luck to them. But I think that this song sums up all of 2020. And just like he said, 2020 can go and F itself. And I'm trying to do my best for my mother not to swear as much in this podcast. And so um, I hope that that keeps listeners coming back and doesn't uh, sway anybody from swearing. I think swearing is fine because it's the way that we talk. But again, my goal um, is very similar to the JV Impact's mission statement that John and I started years ago, that we want to impact someone's life every single day. So if I can get more and more people on here willing to listen, learning about finances, learning about the things that I've done building my businesses, then I think that uh, I would prefer to have more people listen to it. And that's the way that uh, I've been actually thinking about it. So if this is the first time on the podcast, this is a podcast where I talk a little bit about um, what's going on in my life, building 3T Fitness and Age of Radio, along with Q Financial and Meridian Health as I build those. And then we got a lot of cool stuff coming up for 2021 and all those and even more. Um, So I think that uh, I finally found my calling being an entrepreneur and I hate calling myself an entrepreneur because I heard this quote once. I don't know who said it, but an entrepreneur is just someone who doesn't have a job that's trying to find their way in life or something along those lines. But I, so I tried to find, I tried to start using business magnet, but it didn't stick because it's no one really associates an entrepreneur with a business magnet. But if you ever meet me, I would like you to look at me and be like, that's a business magnet in some way, shape, or form. But we're not probably to that stage yet. Um, But uh, so thank you so much for listening. Again, if you don't follow me, go and follow me on TikTok. That's where a lot of my content goes uh, uh, lately. Also on uh, TikTok at Age of Radio, Instagram at Age of Radio, Twitter. I spend a lot of time on Twitter, Age of Jeremy Q on Twitter, LinkedIn, Jeremy Quintanilla. Not a lot going on with that. I would go to TikTok. Twitter and Instagram if you want to uh, hang out with me. And then there's also uh, Age of Radioverse. It's a collective of um, 
I guess, uh, Instagram post. Um, it's a curation of all of our shows, so people can go to one spot and see sh- uh, content from all of those. I want to give a huge shout out to Best Fiends. Um, that's one of our sponsors for Age of Radio. If you uh, don't play Best Fiends, go and check it out. This isn't a sponsored episode. Um, I'm just giving them a shout out because they continue to work with us and um, they've accepted us as part of their ad content for Instagram. So I just really think that it's it's great having a sponsor Um, especially for a fantastic, fun game. So go and check that out if you have a chance. And then also um, follow uh, Age of Radio Twitter. Um, That is uh, Twitter at Age of Radio. And then also, if you can, follow my good friend, um, the the TikTok sensation, John Vasquez at CoachJV underscore. He'll talk to you about um, uh, Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. I I guess I should say not just Bitcoin. Cryptocurrency, what's going on in the crypto world. Um, We have a great 3T Fitness Academy that uh, will help you change your life. help you set goals, help you get into shape, um, which would be fantastic for this part of the year. So definitely go and check that out. And if you live in Mesa, Arizona, head on over to 3T Fitness. Um, Just Google 3T Fitness in Mesa, Arizona, um, and uh, come and check us out. Uh, Have a free class. Tell John that I sent you. That's Jeremy Quintanilla. Tell him Jeremy sent you. And he will know that that's me because we own the business together. Um, so to get started, let's just talk about let's just talk about this uh, this stimulus the stimulus package that's going on. So last week I talked about the stimulus package. We got it approved. Trump didn't sign it because he went back being a. So this is this is a little this is a little complex. Not a complex story, but kind of. I am very happy that he sent he sent it back to do it for 2000. The reason behind that though is because he was trying to give a big FU to the Republican Party for not backing him in his recounting and so it makes him look like a star and then I believe that there was another race that was going on with another senator or house of representative that's that that supported that which made him look good to try to win his race i don't know enough about that go and look that up again this isn't a political show we just want to talk about finance and so when we look at trump blocking that they sent that back and as of today 1229 it's tuesday um the house passed the bill on monday by an overwhelming bipartisan margin to both increase the size of the individual stimulus checks from 600 to 2 2000 per eligible family member and expand the program to include adult dependents instead of only dependents under the age of 17. And as of Tuesday, the bill increase did not pass. Uh, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's um, hint that he would like to tie the issue to several others others left the chamber in a holding pattern. So uh, based off of this, you can go to Market Watch. Again, Market Watch, if you're listening, you should be a sponsor because I use all of your news, your, your posts. But Market Watch, you can go ahead and check that out. Um, I'll have the link in the bio. But essentially, no $2,000 check as of yet. But Treasury uh, Secretary Treasure, Treasure, Secretary of the Treasury Munchen. I like saying his name, even though I'm not a huge fan of him as a person. Um, The 600 payments that are part of the $900 billion COVID-19 relief package will arrive via direct deposit in some people's accounts as soon as tonight. And that is 1229-2020. So that $600 stimulus check is going out. 
Now, I did have, I, it was interesting, I had a, another podcast. Um, let me look and see what the name of the podcast was. It's a Canadian podcast. So shout out to my people in Canada. If you're listening, I know we have tons of Canadian listeners. We also have Canadian podcasts on Age of Radio. But uh, one of these Canadian podcasts reached out to me and asked me if I thought that the $600 stimulus was enough. The New Money Podcast. So if you go, uh, the New Money Podcast is not part of Age of Radio. Go check out the New Money Podcast, though. Um, it's a Canadian um, uh, financial podcast, I guess. Um, and it looks like uh, he asked me, do you think it's enough on my on my Instagram. And to be honest, I don't think $600 is enough. And I kind of explained this last week for me, $600. So it depends on the individual, I guess I should say, should it be more? Absolutely. Can $600 help a family? Also, absolutely. It depends on what your needs are in life and where you're at. But the point that I was making and the point that I'll continue to make is 600 to me just gets me further ahead. It doesn't help me get out of a tough spot. It just will allow me. So $600 coming to me, $600 coming to Danielle, that's $1,200. $1,200 will put a new door on our garage, right? Um, so, so, and, and the reason why I mentioned that is because we need a new garage door, but, um, but it, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't like help us. It doesn't, we don't need it, I guess I would say. So like during Christmas, I had a conversation with my grandfather and he had, he had said something to the extent that, well, we don't need this hundred dollars. They should be giving it to the people that need it. And I, I agree with that. I do think it would be difficult, um, to come up with factors on what constitutes someone needing it and what constitutes someone not needing it and then giving them. But then you're going to have a lot of people, well, that's not fair. Just like the people that make over the $75,000 don't think that it's fair that they're not getting the $600 of an individual because they, they could, they could need it too. It all depends on where you're at in your life. But I do mention this when it comes to, if you're in, <coughs> excuse me, depending on where you're at, in the United States and what your cost of living is like in the, in Arizona where I live in Glendale, $50,000 a year is pretty decent. Okay. People say that to live comfortably, you need like $200,000 a year, but we were living comfortably when, um, when I made, so I guess that would be more like $90,000. And so $75,000 as an individual, depending on if you have another person living with you, that could be, you could be in a good spot. You may not be in a good spot. It all depends on how you manage your money. Um, but but to the point about the $600, you should be getting the $600, hopefully by this week sometime. They'll be mailing them out. They'll be doing the direct deposits. From my understanding, it's supposed to work exactly like it did with the uh, with the first set of money that came out where it was based off of your 2019 taxes. If you hit the $75,000 and the $150,000, um, I guess, uh, minimal or cap on what you can make before to get it. And so, and then if it's, if you're in the system and you got direct deposit for your, your IRS check, then you'll get it through direct deposit. If not, then it's going to be mailed to you. Um, but I do encourage people, the idea of giving the money to the businesses and the people for them to spend it. So if you get it, go and spend it. That's what they want you to do with it. Um, Again, if you go and pay a bill with it, that's good too. Um, it still gets that money circulated into the country, and supposedly the inflation is going to go up. And I mean, the inflation is going to go up, but 
I believe that we do need to have the, the stimulus package. Uh, and I do think that we should have more than $600. I think that we should have about $2,000 a month. And I think that we should push that for this whole entire year. Um, but just to help get the economy going, to get people out of the poverty that they've gotten themselves into, uh, or that the the economy has helped has pushed them into, due to this the due to everything that's happening in the economy. So I think that it's it's a good idea. Um, but again, so be on the lookout for your six hundred dollars stimulus check. It should be here this week um, or into the beginning of the year. And again, go and spend it as quick as possible, I would say. I don't know if that's a good money habit or if I should be telling that to people, but I mean, the idea is to spend it. So the government doesn't want you hoarding it. They want you to give it to another business so that money can start circulating into the economy. But I guess do with it what you want um, uh, because it's your money and you don't have to pay it back. And that's what's great about it. So go do whatever you want with it. It should be to you this week. We'll be right back. All right, so one of my favorite comedians is Gilbert Gottfried, and I really, really, really like him, and I just took off my headphones, so if you heard that, me taking them off, just go ahead and ignore it. So Gilbert Gottfried is one of my favorite comedians. He also played Iago in one of the best Disney movies of all time, that's Aladdin, and not... uh, Iago from uh, Macbeth, I think, is where Iago's from. I don't know my Shakespeare that well. But Gilbert, Got- I'm always telling people to listen to this podcast for a couple of reasons. One, Gilbert Gottfried's one of the hosts on it. Um, the, the second reason is um, because of the content that they have in it. So the, his host, and I don't know enough about his host. So Frank, if you're listening to this ever, um, Frank, I'm sorry. I don't know enough about you to give you a proper introduction. Um, but Frank uh, Santo Padre is his host. And essentially what they do is they like... F- talk about movies like these guys love movies and they love cinema and they love old cinema new cinema just cinema in general and it is just fascinating some of the people that they get on their show and listening to them talk about people and and listening to the nostalgia of cinema and everything that both Gilbert and Frank know it is just phenomenal I do so it's called Gilbert Godfrey's so sorry it's called Gilbert Godfrey's amazing amazing colossal podcast and if i could ever steal them from the network that they are on i will do everything that i can to do that and also too if you ever want to get me a present or a birthday wish or a birthday gift or a christmas gift the best thing that i will always want is a cameo by gilbert godfrey and if you don't know what cameo is again this isn't sponsored this is just i would love a happy birthday wish from Gilbert Gottfried. So Gilbert Gottfried does Cameo, and Cameo is a place where stars can go or celebrities can go, and you can pay them a certain amount of money to do like a Cameo for you through like a a, a, Vim, a Vimeo, a Vimeo, the, the video company. I apparently can't talk. Um, through Vimeo, and they can send you a video. Um, they can send you an audio clip, uh, things of that to that caliber and it just seems amazing and i would love to get a happy birthday wish from gilbert Gottfried. it's only like a hundred dollars so if anybody wants to spend a hundred dollars on me that is what i want my birthday is october 21st 
So October 21st of 2021, you can even get me a Valentine's Day gift from Gilbert Godfrey. Valentine's Day gift and get me Gilbert Gottfried would be phenomenal. Um, so big fan of Gilbert Gottfried, big fan of this podcast. But in this specific episode that I'm going to play a clip for you in a minute, they celebrate the 55th anniversary of a Charlie Brown Christmas. So a Charlie Brown Christmas has been around for 55 years. So Gilbert and Frank welcome writer-producer Craig Schultz. He did the Peanut movie and archivist and author Chip Kidd, Peanuts, The Art of Charles M. Schultz. Uh, uh, it's a book or like a... Um, uh, it's a book, I guess, for a look back at one of the most beloved and innovative television specials ever produced and the enduring genius of the man behind it. Also, Snoopy crushes on Peggy Fleming, Linus makes primetime history, Barney, Google inspires a lifelong nickname, and Craig introduces his father's work to a new generation. Here is a great clip with a very familiar sound. Self-described Peanuts nerd, as well as the author of numerous essential books, Peanuts, The Art of Charles M. Schultz, Only What's Necessary, Charles Schultz and the Art of Peanuts, and the newly released book, The Peanuts Poster Collection. Frank and I are excited to welcome to the show for our second holiday episode of 2020, Craig Schultz and Chip Kidd. Gentlemen, welcome. Hi there. Hi there. Chip, welcome, Chip, welcome back. Craig, welcome for the first time. Wah, 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 wah. Well, I, he come- I think that totally sums it up. Uh, what else is there to say? <laughs> he glad came to be here. He came bearing a gag. He, how long have you been hanging on to that one, Greg? <laughs> Couple years. That, that's so funny. How 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 uh, how peanuts those cartoons have influenced us. That you just have to make that sound effect, and everybody knows. <laughs> oh, yeah, worldwide. Every kid knows that when they listen to their school teacher. <laughs> what, when, since, since you did that, Craig, when was that decision ultimately made? Was that Dad's decision? No, or, that was done or, in... Or, or uh, Melendez? It was done basically in 1967 mm-hmm. at a show called You're in Love, Charlie Brown, where uh, the kids had to talk and listen to the teacher. And they had Vince Guaraldi, who was you know doing all the scores for those shows, and he broke his trombone out and just started going wah, 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 and literally created the language. You know, and in the movie, um, we ended up getting Trombone Shorty out of Louisiana to come out, and we practiced with him for about a couple days to get him to, to be able to convey language through the trombone, which is a really interesting prospect, and he was super excited to do that, and uh, it came out really well. Yeah, it was fun to see that again in the Peanuts movie. That is by far one of the most iconic sounds in cinema. And speaking of cinema, I was asking my wife about this the other day. So if you guys have any thoughts on this, tweet me at Age of Jeremy Q. Like, do we teach kids about like cinema or movies? Like, I feel like whenever I'm talking to my niece about like nostalgic movies, they have no idea what I'm talking about. And like, I understand that we should be reading more, but there are a lot of shitty books out there 
And we still encourage people to read, just like there's a lot of shitty movies and television, but there's a lot of great movies and great cinema out there that I think people should people should watch. Like my favorite, one of my favorite pieces of cinema of all time. So, well, first of all, I just want to say that my favorite movie of all time is Infernal Affairs. It's a Chinese movie. Go and look it up. It is what The Departed is based off of. It is by far one of the greatest pieces of movie making cinema that's ever been done and it's a great movie and I wish more people knew about it. It's it's amazing. Second, the movie Rope by Alfred Hitchcock is one of the most thought-provoking, especially for its time, even thought-provoking now. So Rope is about these it's based off of uh I believe it's Chicago upper upper west side. Is that where the rich white people are? I don't know Chicago. I'm I'm from my family's from Illinois, but I know nothing about Chicago. Um and so they, they, the Upper West Side, I guess, so these rich kids, it's, it's based off of a true story. So they end up trying to plan a perfect murder. Um, and so to, because they're smart and they're intelligent, they think that because of that, they can plan the perfect murder and they kill this kid. So Rope is loosely based off of that, and it's a play and that Alfred Hitchcock turned into an amazing movie. And so in it, these two kids murder this, this other kid, other college kid, teen kid, whatever. And they throw a dinner party that night and they put the body into the chest. And this isn't any spoilers because this literally happens. They talk about it in like the first four minutes of the movie. And so they put the the body in the chest and then they have their professor come over. Who's one of the guests who's played by Jimmy Stewart and the amazing Jimmy Stewart. And they have this great discussion about, the right to be able to murder someone or the intelligence to murder someone. And I don't remember when this, so Jimmy Stewart was obviously alive and he was probably, I don't know, middle age in this, this movie. It's black and white, Alfred Chitchcock. If you ever get a chance, rope is just a fantastic movie, but I don't feel that we give our children the, we don't take some of the amazing concepts of cinema and show them to children and, and, and culture them with that. We're always trying to culture them with with books and with music and with you know going to the play, going to the opera, um, going to the ballet, which are all things that I'm all things that I'm a fan of, um, and I wish that I did more and did for some of them. And but we never talk to them about just great cinema. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I love this Gilbert Gottfried um, podcast because I just it opens up my eyes to so much cinema from the past, history of the past how things came together from the past when it comes to movies. So I, I really encourage you to uh, check this check this podcast out. That is Gilbert Godfrey's amazing colossal podcast with Frank Santo Padre. And it's on Earwolf. That's the name of the podcast network it's off. So Earwolf, if you're hearing this, and Gilbert, if you're hearing this, if I can get there to you, I know that you're getting, you're aging. I think you still have a long way ahead of you. But I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And you're going to be on an Age of Radio, Age of Radio original podcast. I think Logan Paul, again, not to give too much to Logan Paul, but I think Logan Paul did a fantastic job with this song. I think that it really sums it up, especially this verse right here, uh, especially the part about the toilet paper. The coronavirus. Now I got enough toilet paper to make a toilet paper bike and a toilet paper kite. Hell, I got a toilet paper wife. It's really hard to cut this thread with this toilet paper knife. This year been hella shitty. It's a toilet paper life. We lost Pop Smoke and Kobe, and it wasn't even March but yet. The reason why I'm playing this and the reason why I'm talking about 2020 is 
it's the end of the year. Today, the day that you're listening to this is 12.30 and it flew by. I feel like just yesterday we went to Utah, which was in the beginning of January. And now the end of the year is here. And I have spent most of this year inside as a lot of you have. I don't think that I've spent the same amounts inside as a lot of people have, especially people where it's getting crazy, like in California or New York or Florida or Texas. I'm actually, I'm not sure if the Texans went outside or Texans stay inside. They probably went outside without a mask on. Just like the Floridians, Floridans, Floridans. I shouldn't say that. Not everybody's like that. That's just how I perceive things based off of, I'm assuming TikTok, since that's where I spend a lot of my time. That's a great place to get my news. It's from TikTok. But actually, I get my news from MarketWatch. And I get my news from Wall Street Journal. And I get my news from Barron's. So if Wall Street Journal, MarketWatch, or Barron's is listening to this, this would be a great place for me to plug your content, and you pay me for it. Instead, I'm doing it for free. I guess that's what the corporations want. But was 2020 the year that you thought it would be? I would guess not. I would imagine not. But to be honest, I had a freaking fantastic year. I mean, there were some some roadblocks, you know, me and Danielle um, uh, spent a lot of time looking at our relationship and looking at our life, and um, that was very beneficial to me. We got Ariana lives with us now, my niece, that recently started. But if I look at the, the things that I'm super grateful for, I'm grateful for all of the stuff that's happened. Just reflection on it, my life, you know, um, I, I, I think that the un- I think uh, it was at Aristotle or Socrates that says that the unexamined life isn't worth living. And I think that I had spent so much of the last couple of years focusing on the business, focusing on Age of Radio, focusing on, on my job at the bank, focusing on who I wanted the world to perceive me as, that I didn't actually look at who I was as a person. And I think that I can go deeper into Buddhism. I can go deeper into fitness and health, obviously. Um, and so I think that, that that introspection was one of my favorite parts of this year. And I hope that you had some time this year to look at the introspection of your life and find out who it is that you are and who you want to be moving forward. And so I did a podcast a while ago where I talk about my goals for I do my birth goals, but then I was just, you know, coming up on the end of the year and thinking to myself, like, what is the one thing besides getting my weight class down? So the way that I always try to think of my weight classes in judo terms, for some reason, even though I've never done a judo competition, but that's the way that I look at the weight classes um, or in military terms. And I'm not in the military, nor can I be because I have type one diabetes, (laughs) but you know, Obviously, I want my weight to go down to meet their requirements because that's important to me. Because as I grow in my career and in my political career, one of my greatest achievements in life based off of my hero, my political heroes like Teddy Roosevelt, um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, I would love to be – I have other political heroes too, but I'm using these for a specific reason – was because they were the undersecretary of the Navy, both of them, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and – 
um, because Franklin kind of seemed to follow in Teddy's footsteps. And again, I could be mistaken about that, so I apologize if I'm wrong. But from my recollection, that's what I choose to remember or choose to make up in my head. And so, like, one of my biggest dreams would be to the, be the Undersecretary of the Navy, which is why I've always wanted to be go as, into the into the into the navy as an officer but i can't because of my diabetes and so and so i've been doing a lot of research on the air force and and the secretary of the air force and the undersecretary of the air, air force um and so like if i were to do three like besides grow these businesses but if i were to look at like three lifelong goals it would be to be the treasurer of arizona to be an undersecretary of a military or even the secretary of some branch of the military um, and then to also possibly be governor of uh, Arizona and be the treasurer of the, the country. Those would be like my lifelong big time goals. I guess that's four. And so, and so, you know, when I, when I look at that, I want to meet the criteria that those men and women have to meet when they go into service. So obviously losing weight would always be a big one. But when I think about my movement and how my body's changed, because one of the best parts of this year was finding out that I had hypothyroidism. And with that hypothyroidism, I can take medicine now. And like a lot of my bone structure, bone, I was getting really bad hip, um, hip pain and all of that's gone. All my bone pain is gone. And so really wanting to get more back into yoga and meditation. And so that's like one of my number one, number one goals that I didn't really set for myself when I turned 37, but it's something that I would love to set for myself, you know, right now moving forward. And so when I think of that goal, you know, I, I, I think of uh, being able to go deeper into meditation by spending more time doing yoga. So that's like number one. So then I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to do some of these New Year's resolutions, because I encourage all of you to do New Year's resolutions, what would what were some of the other ones? And I have long want to read Robert Caro's trilogy of Lyndon B. Johnson. I'm about halfway through with The Path of Power. And so that's another goal that I added. And those were kind of on my book list. I didn't have all three of them, I don't think, for my book list for my year goals, for my like birth year goals. So I, I added that in there. And then I want to go deeper into investments um, and, and uh, investment literature as I try to build this show to be about investments and I, I look more into writing about it and, and sharing my thoughts and ideas on it. So this year I'd like to read all of the Wiley classics. And if you follow me, uh, so Wiley classics has, excuse me, they're Wiley investment classics. So Wiley has these investment classics. Um, and I came across those as one of the first books that I read when I was going to, uh, to finance school or finance school. And it was the uncommon stocks and uncommon profits. And it's by a gentleman named Phil Fisher. And we never hear about that book. And I talk a little bit about it on TikTok and, and we'll hopefully go more into this book. I encourage you to read it, but I said, okay, I've read this book. Why don't I try to read all of the Wiley Investment Classics this year. And so that is definitely one of the things that I really want to uh, want to do along with getting more into yoga. And they're not, they're not super long. Some of them are a little like The Alchemy of Finance by I believe George Soros wrote The Alchemy of Finance. Again, could be wrong, but that's a little complex. I've started reading that before, and that one was a little complex. Um, not complex. I guess I shouldn't say complex. You have to pay attention or you're not like you have to pay attention to comprehend it. And so if you're reading it, skimming through it or reading it fast, in my opinion, I didn't comprehend it. So I would like to slow that reading down. That would probably be one of the more difficult ones. Um, 
So, so reading those Wiley Investment classics. And then third, because I wanted to pick three for these New Year's resolutions, was uh, was was going deeper with Buddhism and esoteric Buddhism. And that's on my year goals, but I haven't really started doing any of that since October because I started doing the class to help build the app, haven't built a lot of time around it. So that was one of the main things. So if, I, if I'm looking at my New Year's resolution, I encourage you to come up with some good three years resol- New Year's resolutions. Mine are going deeper into yoga, reading the Wiley Investment Classics along with the Robert Caro L. Uh, Lyndon B. Johnson trilogy, and then also going deeper into Buddhism. And when you're thinking about these these resolutions, I encourage you to practice what we like to throw around a lot, which are called SMART goals. And so if I were to come up with a SMART goal for my yoga practice, you know, SMART, that's specific, measurable, actionable, um, reachable, and then uh, time-based. And so if I look at this, I my specific goal is to practice yoga five days out of the week for 30 minutes. It's measurable because they're 30-minute sessions. I'm going to make sure that over the seven days, I at least do that for five sessions of 30 minutes. It's achievable because, uh, A, I had it at set every day, every day doing it, but I didn't think that was... That was uh, uh, well, I guess, hold on. So, so the achievable is that I can do 30 minutes on lunch. So like today during my lunch break, I did my 30 minutes of yoga uh, and, and, or I could do it in the morning. I could even do it before I go to bed, but 30 minutes are going to be done five days, at least five days out of the week and then reachable. So originally I had it practice yoga seven days out of the week, but I didn't think that that was very reachable because I'm sure one day I wouldn't do it. So the more realistic or reachable goal is to practice that yoga five days instead of every day. And then it's time-based. So there's the, I can measure it because of the 30 minutes. And the time base is that I want to look at this every week and make sure that I did it. So it's like a weekly small goal, right? That says by Sunday of every week the, from the previous Sunday, I should have done this five days for 30 minutes or 35, 30 minute sessions. So that's a smart goal. So being, you know, so specific, measurable, attain, uh, achievable, uh, realistic or reachable, and then uh, time-based. And so that's an acronym that gets thrown a lot around in the business world. And so to go with that, I definitely want to have you think about your business goals. And again, we I talk a lot about this on this. I think the side hustle should be the new the new, what's the word? The new, I think that should be for everybody. I think everybody should have a side hustle. I just think it's, it's, I think it's good for you for your original hustle. Um, and, and it allows you to make more money, allows you to do more things with it. Again, not everybody's going to do that. I get that. I don't expect every single person to do it, but I encourage you, if you have an idea, start a side hustle. I, I want people to not be afraid of that. And I want them to feel that they can make something more out of their lives. If there is something more that they want to do with their life. And so, so Forbes has this great article and in that article, it talks about how small businesses, how small businesses or businesses can be setting their goals. And there's these six tips that they talk about. So become a pro at setting business goals in the new year with these six tips. And this is by Mike Capel. He's a contributor for Forbes. I'll have the link in the bio as normal. 
but he talks about why are setting goals important and how can you, how can you set successful goals for the upcoming year? So I think it's important how he says why goals are so important in the first place. If you want to make your business the best it can be, you have to be willing to establish and track goals without goals. You have no way to monitor your company's progress or keep yourself on your team accountable. And that's very true. You know, my, I have a, a ginormous post-it uh, that has lines on it that I stick on my wall. And when I'm saying ginormous, it's, it's huge. Um, and so it's like one of the, the, the post-its that you would have like on a, a paper board, the flip chart, right? But you can tear it off and it sticks to the wall. And so like, I'm looking at my quarter three goals, uh, 160,000 downloads a month which we got to about 120,000 downloads a month. So that's good. I have the revenue goals on there. I have the, the learning goals. Learning is really important. I think that you should always be learning and especially with what we're trying to do, because we need to start getting our app. I needed to have like study 20 hours of Java training. That's really important for the progression of age of radio because we are going to build our own age of radio podcatcher. And so uh, so when we look at when we look at that, it's it's it, it important to look set those goals and establish them, and then you can track them so you can see yourself progress. The goal can't just be I just need to get as much money as I possibly can. There's other things that go along with that, and as you become a better CEO and a business owner, you start to realize that, and you start setting these goals for your business, and and you and you try to follow kind of that same smart pattern. So the six steps for setting goals in 2021 and beyond. So determine what you want the goals to be. That's a no-brainer. So uh, plenty of business owners struggle with where to begin when it comes to determining business goals, especially new ones. So I look at setting those goals as they need to be actions that you can actually do. So like when John and I were starting 3T Fitness, you know, we set a goal. He needed to call so many people a day. Right. And so that was the goal. It wasn't just we need to get, you know, a million dollars this month. It was, okay, let's look at this and say, what are the most actionable things that we can be doing? And let's focus on those things. Kind of like with the 20 hours of training, or I spend, you know, I send five emails out a night to advertisers for Age of Radio to try to get them to purchase ad space um, on Age of Radio. So if you have a company and your company is uh, worldwide or countrywide or can be purchased on the internet, let me know and I can set up. Some time with you and we can go over the benefits of advertising with age of radio so so that's the first one determine what you want your goals to be the second one is be as specific as possible and so you know like the examples here uh increase customer count to ten thousand by end of q1 like my goal for all of 2020 2020 was to get to a million downloads as of today for age of radio we're at a million twenty download a million twenty thousand downloads so we definitely achieved that and i knew how to get there because the average podcast has maybe a thousand downloads a month I put it at like 800 and then we said, we need to get this many podcasts on. So when I was talking to Joey, our senior development, senior podcast development officer said, we need to get this many shows on and then we need to track this to a million. That's our, your main goal is to get this to a million downloads. And, and he did and we did, right? So, so the examples that they have here, increased customer count to 10,000 by end of Q1, have 15,000 customers by Q2, have 20,000 customers by Q3, have 25,000 customers by Q4. Um, so those are great goals. And then, uh, and then it says, step three, commit to your goals. 
Like with anything in life, if you want to achieve a goal, you have to commit to it. If you're determined to lose weight, what do you do? You set goals and you commit to your diet and exercise regimen to reach your goal weight. Once you set your goals, make the commitment and stick to it. Don't second guess your goals or give up on them right away. Enjoy the ride, track your results and do whatever you need to do to stay motivated throughout the business. So one of the thing, reasons why uh, small businesses don't grow the way that they need to or they fail is because it, people don't commit to those goals or 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 what happens is they put too many goals out there and they're trying to compete with themselves to committing to these specific goals. So like this year, my number one goal, and I'll talk about it over and over and put it out in the universe, is that we will have an Age of Radio podcast app by the end of this year, and it will be the best podcast app that's out there, and I will destroy Spotify and Apple and iHeartRadio and like this competition, it's fun. I'm not going to like destroy, destroy them. But like my goal is to have mine better than theirs. And that's how we innovate. And that's how we stay up with things. And that's how we compete with each other. And that's fine. When, when those things are bad, which I don't want to get too far off here, is that when those start hurting the environment or hurting people or taking advantage of people, then they're not good. But in general, there's nothing wrong with healthy competition, especially me crushing Spotify. Now, um, commit your goals, meet regularly. Uh, so, so I would say pick one or two goals and just stick to them throughout the year. Right now, if you have different departments or you have, you know, employees, they can have their own goals that are they're working on for their 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 department that fit into the overall goal. Right. So, like, as we try to increase revenue, Priscilla's goal is to make sure that the 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 statements get done because that takes work off of me. Right. She wants to have them done quickly. She wants to have them done officially. And then we'll slowly build on that. So where she's the only one that's managing that and I don't have anything to do with it so that I can just focus on what's most important. And that's getting advertisers and building the business. Okay, so just one or two goals. Commit to those goals. (laughs) Don't get crazy. Meet regularly to measure progress. And this is my number one goal for 3D Fitness this year is John, because John and I are so, so geographically separated, it, we do not, I do not, it's not even we, it's I don't put enough emphasis and time scheduling to make sure that we're all meeting and measuring our progress. And I think if we did that this year, consistently we would be even further along than we were before you know like we like i measure the progress every week and we i give a report to john about everything that's going on with the finances and john reports me about what's going on with the sales but we definitely need to do better but the tip number four from this article is meet regularly to measure progress so there's no better feeling than achieving a goal you've set your mind to, but you can't reach your goals if you don't have a system to track and analyze your efforts. Find a way to keep track of your goals that works for you and your team. For example, maybe you'll utilize a spreadsheet to keep track of metrics monthly. We like using Power BI, and that's what we're kind of one of our smaller goals this year is to move everything over to Microsoft Power BI to have everything in one place so we can track everything, especially with our social media, because social media is super important to our business um, and should be to your business. By tracking your goals, you can find out what is and isn't working and make changes along the way to ensure you achieve your goal in the end. And I think that that's one of the, the key points to meet regular to measure progress is that if you're not if you're not meeting, you don't know what's going on. You can't make changes. And if you can't make changes because you don't know what's going on, then you can't get back on track to meet your actual goals. And that's one of the things that stops a lot of people, even with their personal goal setting.
personal goal setting. Okay, so five, hold yourself accountable with deadlines. If you really want to motivate yourself to achieve a business goal, try setting deadlines to hold yourself accountable too. I would say that this is something that I do okay that I need to do better at for the business is saying that this needs to be done by this date. Like there, there are things that <laughs> that I need to get done for three fitness. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get it done by this date. And then I don't meet that deadline. I'm like, it's okay. I can push it out. Don't do that. Just get it done by that deadline. Make sure that you're meeting that deadline and you will see how much better and how more efficiently your business runs when you do that. And then six celebrate milestones and achievements. <laughs> this is something I don't, do very well, but I urge you to do well. People work really hard for your business. And so you work really hard for your business. Your people work hard for your business and your family is impacted by how much you're working in your business. So when you meet a milestone, celebrate it. Like I hardly sell. I mean, I celebrated that we had a million downloads, but it was like, okay, now I need to get to 2 million. So you have to get to the point where yes, you met this goal, slow down, Take some time, celebrate that goal so you can show the people that you're happy that they made that goal. Because if it's always like more, 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 no one's going to feel validated. And there's nothing worse than employees that don't feel validated. They need to see that the hard work that they put in pays off and you appreciate it. So real quick, those six points are, and again, this article will be found in our um, in the show description. So one, determine what you want your goals to be. Two, be as specific as possible. Three, commit to your goals. Four, meet regularly to measure progress. Five, hold yourself accountable with deadlines. And six, celebrate milestones, milestones and achievements. If you do these six things and you make these an important part of your business for 2021, you will have an amazing 2021. And one of the things that I think you can always, for the most part, most people, average people don't have disabilities, don't have, um, you know, uh, just an average normal person. That's the best way that I can explain it. An average normal person can take a bad, shitty situation and turn it around. We took advantage of the, the COVID virus to start our 3T Warrior Academy, which you can find in my link tree um, in, in this show description as well. Um, and on all my social media sites. So go check out the 3T Warrior Academy. It can change your life. I guarantee it. Um, and so... So... When the coronavirus hit and our business took an impact for the fitness center, we just pivoted and went to online model, created the 3T Warrior Academy, got everything going back up, and we were able to have people come back in again. That started growing, and during all of this, we were able to get the money that we secured to pay off some debt for the business, to get our balance sheet a little bit better, um, to pay off, uh, to to get rid, to buy out some of our investors or pay them back. Um, and now, you know, we restructured some of the business um, and. Like we took John took a bad situation and he turned it around. And then he looked at cryptocurrencies, which I he likes the cryptocurrency part about it. He likes teaching about it. I am fascinated by the cryptography, cryptography, the the 
I guess cryptography, cryptology, cryptology, the cryptology that goes into the blockchain. I'm intrigued by the, the computer racks that do the mining, um, just because mining, whether it's for fake coin or for gold, it fascinates me. Um, probably part of my obsession with dwarves and that's a whole nother story, but I'm talking about Dungeons and Dragons dwarves and World of Warcraft dwarves, not some other type of dwarves, however you would take that. Um, and so I, so John looked at that and flipped his whole life around in this year, taking a bad situation and making it good. And then I utilized this to push Age of Radio. People started getting into podcasting more. People weren't listening to it, but people wanted to get involved with it more because they had more time on their hands. So then I got Joey involved. We got more more shows on the network. Then when people started listening to it, that boomed. We started doing advertising. We got Google AdSense involved. I mean, there are so many great things that happened this year, year to me and to my business that I cannot just say that you know, we were lucky, right? There was a lot of luck that had to do with it. Um, cause John's a hard worker. That's luck. Me coming across him him coming, him being him and me building our relationship and knowing each other, having Kevin help with a lot of stuff, um, with, uh, 3T fitness. And so I think that, uh, you can, you can make a bad situation and turn it good. So even though, even though 2020 has been really shitty in 2021, hopefully we'll get better. Uh, I'm, I think that one of the, the biggest things that's going to happen in 2021 is the stock market, um, especially with any types of commodities, whether it's regular commodities like, you know, cows and cotton, or if it's gold or if it's cryptocurrency, I think the cryptocurrency and the gold are going to be big winners in 2021. Um, other people disagree. Um, but, uh, I guess go and research it for yourself to find out what you think is going to be best for your portfolio and talk to your financial advisor. But I'm, I'm happy all of this happened. I think it got the world to, I think it, it, it's getting the world to, for me, it's getting me to a better place uh, where I fit in, in the world, I guess, if that makes sense. So I, I hope that you can look at 2020 and find things to be grateful for. Um, in it, and then find out how to set goals for your personal goals and for your business goals to take you into 2021. So we'll go out with uh, this terrible but amazing song. Talk to you later. Bye. 2020, how about you? Go and fuck yourself. You're the worst year of all time. Go and pick on someone else. I was ready to rock out. change and you gave us tiktokers the kids need role models you gave us only fans and fake knockers we wanted the bachelor you gave us pete the pilot and if trump wasn't enough you gave us the coronavirus now i got enough toilet paper to make a toilet paper bike and a toilet paper kite hell i got a toilet paper wife it's really hard to cut this bread with this toilet paper knife this year been hella shitty it's a toilet paper life we lost pop smoking kobe and it wasn't even march yet forest fires going up just like our credit card debt david dober stopped vlogging so i stopped laughing the only one that's killing it is Carol fucking baskets. All these gender reveal parties make me not wanna have sex. Man, this loneliness stings like those murder hornets. And Coachella got canceled. That's bad news for boobies. But Parasite won the Oscar. Damn, I love that movie.
Thank you for listening to The Age of Jeremy. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. If you can do me a favor, please rate this podcast if your podcatcher allows you to. Talk to you soon.